And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned. Yes, we have. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we are going to discuss first, Anne, a film based on a novella written by Stephen King. And we love Stephen King. Make we really no do. no mistake about that. It is directed by Frank Darabont, mm-hmm. and it stars Thomas Jane, who I've never seen before, Marcia Gay Harden, mm-hmm. Laurie Holden, right. Andre Brauer, and Toby Jones. We've seen some of those actors in many movies. Yes. In fact, Toby Jones played Capote in a film very similar to the one that Philip Seymour Hoffman did. Correct. They released it a year later, and it Bad didn't go timing. anywhere, but he was very good. Anyway, this film is called The Mist, Yes. and it is set, mm. oddly enough, in a supermarket. Right. Now, think about Halloween, which was the first film that they took out of the spooky old castle or old right. rotten house and right. put in the suburbs. This is in a supermarket in a lakeside community in Maine, as everything that Stephen King writes is mm-hmm. about Maine. And a freak storm creates this thick, thick mist, and hidden in the mist are bloodthirsty creatures. Yes, they are. And what these creatures do mostly is eat people. I know. We don't figure out why, but once we find out this is going on, everybody boards themselves up in this supermarket Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of different people in the market. It was a busy shopping day, I guess. Right. And one of the problems with the film, and there are many, is that almost all the characters are stereotypes. Yes, they are, indeed. So you say, okay, you have this very upfront, courageous guy with a young son. Mm-hmm. And you That's have Thomas the, Jane. Yes, and you have Marsha Gay Harden, who is... An evangelist. An evangelist and crazy as a loon. Mrs. Carmody is her name. That's right. Lori Holden, who is the pretty school teacher. Andre Brower is the bad-tempered neighbor. Mm-hmm. Toby Jones is a clerk in the store. Mm-hmm. He seems very, very mild until he turns out to be very heroic. It's all very, very stereotypical, and you can see everything coming. What you can't see coming is the monsters, and I want you to tell us about the monsters. the monster of this movie is really Marsha Gay Harden and the performance that she gives us as kind of an Amy Simple McPherson on acid. (laughs) (laughs) This is an evangelist that is so annoying, and she's so preposterous. She's so loud, noisy, and disruptive. And vicious. And vicious. And finally... Someone has the good sense to take out a gun and get rid of this character. Now, I'm giving that part away because I think she should have been shot in the first five minutes. She's a wonderful actress, but I don't know why they got her to do this film, but she was absolutely dreadful. But she was no worse than almost everybody else. Okay. One of the problems with the picture, and you mentioned there are several, is that I think that those monsters, those insects, those whatever they are, they look like they cost about a buck ninety-eight. They were not only not frightening, they were just plain ludicrous and preposterous. Everything about the movie was ludicrous and preposterous, and I was never really scared. I just couldn't wait for the movie to be over because I was so dreadfully bored. This was flat, this was uninspired, and this was silly. And another problem that I have with the picture is the language. Now, when we make a horror movie, and those of us who have had the pleasure of at least working on a couple over the years, science fiction novels and so on, we don't have to employ X-rated language because what you're seeing is awful enough. So to me, the language 
really disrupted this picture and made it an even more excruciating experience. I think The Mist is the feel-bad movie of the season. It's one of the worst movies ever made, and I'm sure by the end of the year it will be on my top ten lousy movies. Well, I think that's absolutely true. I can't argue with you about that. There are two things in this film that I do applaud. Mm -hmm. Number one, the performance of Toby Jones. He's been so British. He is British, of course. Mm -hmm. And now he's a very, very American kind of middle-aged store clerk who shows some backbone. Well, he's a good shot. He's a very good shot. That's about it. (laughs) The second thing, and the thing that I like most, Anne, Mm -hmm. is as bad as this movie is, and I have to agree that it is rotten in almost every respect. Yeah. I was fascinated with the ideas that came through from the Stephen King novella. Now, I have not read this novella, mm-hmm. but a lot of the stuff about people lining up and taking sides and all of them very decent people, you would think, mm-hmm. except maybe Marsha Gay Harden. Yes, but she's a crackpot. Yes, she is And a they crackpot. were taking sides based on her daffy ideas. That's right. You know, that's just not great screenwriting to no, me. No, it was not great screenwriting. For people then to align themselves with her was ridiculous because there's no reason for them to go with a woman who's loony. So there was no logic to this film, and there was no reason for this movie. What, fear creates monsters out of all of us? Hello, that's about as fresh an idea as the day-old bread in that supermarket. And the other part about the movie that I really, really had a problem with is the ending. And I'm not going to give the ending away, but I'm going to say this. There are five people and four bullets. That's what I'm going to tell you about the ending. This hideous ending. It was so disgusting, so depraved, that I could barely stand it. So when I say it's the feel-bad movie, I'm going to say it's the feel-rotten movie of the season. I agree with you about the ending, and I think I said aloud, oh no, at the very last moment of the movie. The problem for me was that they made me sit through almost two hours of quote-unquote excitement, and then everything turns out badly. I was very unhappy with this and very unhappy with the character. Well, you know what? In a horror movie, usually you have somebody, the hero, comes out of it, and you have some feeling of hope. This movie puts you into a very dark and very unpleasant and mean-spirited place. For me, a horror movie, you're on the edge of your seat, and you come out of it, and you go, whew, that was a great roller coaster ride. In this case, the roller coaster crashes. It is a lose-lose situation here. And so for that reason, bad writing, bad concept, bad direction, and I don't think very well cast, especially in the case of the dynamic Marsha Gay Harden, who really goes over the top here. I have to give this movie a very solid red light. Well, okay. I was going to give it a red light, too, Anne. I left the theater, and I thought about it, and I thought about the ideas. And I agree that mostly it came from Stephen King and his novella and not from Frank Darabont's screenplay. But those ideas got through to me and moved me. So I'm giving it a very, very, very flickering, pale, (laughs) hardly existing yellow light. Because I didn't hate it quite as much as you did. But I have to agree with you and I have to tell everybody out there, this is not a film you're going to enjoy very much. Purposeless to me. Yes. A useless piece of filmmaking. Well, it had some use because here we are talking about it on the radio. Okay, red light from Ann Elder for The Mist. Yellow light from me. Frank Darabont was the director and wrote the screenplay from the Stephen King novella. 
and it starred Thomas Jane, Laurie Holden, Andre Brower, Toby Jones, William Sadler, and unfortunately, Marcia Gay Harden. God bless all of them. Don't do another movie like this. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.